queens. Hey, kings. What's up, good people? I am Sharana Reeves, and you are listening to These Three Things Podcast. Today, on this day, you guys are listening to the 50th episode of These Three Things Podcast. Yeah, 50. I feel like I've done 100 episodes, but in real life, I've only done 50 with maybe a couple of bonus episodes in there. I really feel like I'm behind y'all because I have friends who started a podcast around the same time that I started mine and they're like at 120 episodes. So my grind has been kind of slow, but you guys have stuck with me through some uh, life moments that have happened since I've started the show and You guys consistently reach back out to me and tell me to get back at it when I think I'm going to exit stage left. So thank you for getting me to 50. It is because of you, my audience, that I come and I do this. It is also because I love having conversations with black women. I love having conversations with black men. I love having conversations with just people in general of all cultures and of all races, to be honest. But this podcast is a podcast for black women where we talk to black men and we talk to other cultures as well when the opportunity presents itself. There's still a lot that I want to talk about with us black women. There's still a lot that we have not even dived into on this podcast. And so there's plenty of space for more conversation. Thank you guys for being here for 50 episodes. If this is your first time listening to these three things podcast, you have joined me for my 50th episode. So welcome. I want to take a second and talk about uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which was in October. I really meant to acknowledge that during the month of October in one of the episodes, and it completely slipped my mind. But since today is November 1st, let me go ahead and just say to all of my listeners who have been affected by breast cancer, be you male or female, because we do know that breast cancer can affect men as well. I want to send a big hug, big love and big prayers of healing to all of you. For those of you who have survived it, thank God. I'm glad that you're still here with us. I just wanted to take a second and give a shout out to uh, the month of October for it being a breast cancer awareness month. And also to I had a listener reach out to me and let me know that November is the American Indian Heritage Month. And I definitely want to take a moment and give a shout out to all of my American Indian listeners. Thank you for listening to these three things podcast. Thank you for continuing in the fight in this country. I know that your culture has been as devastated and wracked by racism and violence as the black culture has in this country. And so I do want to give a huge shout out of love and support and big hugs to the American Indian heritage uh, culture the Native Americans in the United States of America. Now, let's talk about last week's episode with L.B. Elm of the Culturist Union Coffee Shop. If you are ever in Savannah, Georgia, please go by and visit the Culturist Union. It's on Bull Street. L.B. has a beautiful location. She also offers merchandise in her shop as well. She offers candles, African art, African books, African-American books. If you're ever in Savannah, Georgia, go by and visit the Culturist Union Coffee Shop. She has great coffee. Sweet person. She's usually always there. Go by, say hi to her and tell her that you heard about her shop on These Three Things podcast. Give us a shout out to LB. Now let's get into today's episode, The Tipping Point. 
black folks, it's time for us to talk about tipping. It's time for us to have this conversation. It is time to deal with gratuity and how we are leaving gratuity. If you have a friend, a family member, a loved one, a boss, a coworker that you know is a terrible tipper, please send the link to this episode to them today. It is time that we get better. It is time that we do better. And I'm going to explain to you why we need to do better in this episode. The Tipping Point on These Three Things Podcast with me, your host, Sharana Reeves. Enjoy. For almost a century, Scarrett Bennett Center's historic Gothic campus has been a choice location for dream weddings in Nashville. Consistently rated one of Music City's best places to get married by The Knot, Wedding Wire, and Toast of Nashville, Scarrett Bennett Center offers three timeless venues for your wedding, a 20-person elopement chapel, a 300-person wedding chapel, and a breathtaking garden. From rehearsal to reception, Scarrett Bennett Center is ready to help you create the intimate, historic wedding of your dreams. Visit our website at scarrettbennett.org forward slash weddings for more information. Hey, queens, kings, and good people. This is Sharon Reeves. Thank you for joining me on this episode of These Three Things, The Tipping Point. Black people, it's time for us to talk about it. It's time to have a conversation about tipping and gratuity. For the sake of this episode, we're going to focus on restaurant tipping and gratuity. We're not going to focus on valet and, you know, all the various ways that you can tip. We're going to focus this episode on restaurant tipping and gratuity. Okay. There was an incident that happened to me about two weeks ago that made me realize that it's time to do an episode and talk about us culturally as tippers and the whole gratuity piece. But before I get off into telling you what happened to me a couple of weeks ago, I want to give you some background information about me. The summer of my junior year in college, I was a server. I waited tables at this restaurant called Old Charlie's. Some of you down here in the South, you're going to know Old Charlie's right away when I say it. Uh, great food, still pretty good food to this day. I did not know anything about gratuity when I became a server. I only learned about it because I was a server. For those of you who don't know or have never been told, standard gratuity at a restaurant is 15% of your total bill. That's after taxes, your total bill. Some would argue 18%. I'm not messed up with that, but just for the sake of the show, we're going to keep it at the base level of 15% of your bill is standard gratuity. Okay. So once I learned that, you know, I began to take, you know, gratuity kind of seriously because back in 1993, 94, which is when I was a junior in college, um, you only got paid $2 and 15 cents an hour as a server. So when I waited on a table for a whole hour and they decided to stiff me and not leave me a tip, I only made $2 and 15 cents. So from that experience, I have always taken gratuity with me and understanding gratuity and understanding everything that goes into what a server does. Now, for those of you who've never thought about it, I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory. As a server, that person is required to know everything that is on the menu 
For the most part, they're required to know everything and how it tastes on the menu so that when you have a question about it, they can articulate to you what you may or may not like about that specific item on the menu. They also need to be aware of what's at the bar and different drinks that are at the bar. And do you like savory or do you like sweet? There's a lot of things that a server needs to know. They need to know the bitter wines as opposed to the sweet wines and what may be your preference when you're asking questions. They also have to be able to go back in that kitchen and have a conversation with the cook, the sous chef, the pastry chef, and whoever else may be back there that's making food when your order is not right on getting it right or when you order something specifically because you may be watching your weight or on a diet and you don't want it cooked in butter. They have to go back there away from the other tables that they're waiting on and make sure that the cook knows don't cook this in butter. This particular guest doesn't want it in butter and making sure that if you're at a large table out of all those people that ordered your order doesn't have butter on it. There's a lot that goes into being a server. Okay. So I understood all of that and learned all of that the summer of waiting tables at Old Charlie's. So when I graduated college, I began to educate everybody in my immediate circle and in my family about gratuity so that they can understand it is very, very important for us as black people when we go out to eat that we tip. And here's why. When I was a server at Old Charlie's, the white servers who I worked with would come into the back behind the doors that you see servers walk behind when they go and get your food and yell profanity and curse words and throw stuff because they would have waited on a black table and we stiffed them. We didn't tip them at all. Or we tipped them less than 15% of what your total bill was. So I used to look at that all of the time and just be so frustrated because as a black person who's working in that restaurant and waiting those tables with those other servers, who do you think that comes back to? So what I started to experience as a server back in the mid 90s was I started getting all the black tables. Now, a lot of that has to do with the white servers complaining to predominantly white management that black people don't tip. We're not good tippers. And so when a server who's worked at a restaurant for a lot of years, just like any job that you have across the world, if you've worked at that job for a lot of years, you got seniority. So when a server who has worked at a restaurant for a lot of years and they are a go to server, they're a star server, they get the best tables in the restaurant, goes to management and complains that black people don't know how to tip. They're not going to get another black customer at their table. You know who's going to get those customers? You know who's going to get us is other black servers. Which leads me to the story that I want to share with y'all now. About a couple of weeks ago, I was having dinner with my boyfriend at Ruth Chris. He made the reservations. I'm going to give my babe that credit because normally, you know what? I'm the reservation maker. He's the one who pays the bill. <laughs> this particular time, he made the reservations and told me, hey, I made reservations for us to go out to Ruth Chris on Friday night. Be ready to go. I made a... Our reservations are at 7.30. Okay, I'm excited. I love Ruth Chris. Any of you who are listening to this show and you've gone to Ruth Chris, you know, A, the food is always great at Ruth Chris, and B, the service is always great at Ruth Chris. I've never had an experience where the service was bad there. I'm sure that somebody who's listening to this episode right now may not be a Ruth Chris fan, and you may have had or experienced bad service at Ruth Chris. Okay, nothing is ever 100%. 
But for the most part, Ruth Chris is great food. It's great service. It's a great atmosphere. You go there for all of those things, especially if you love steak. Okay, so we're at the restaurant. We get there at the time our uh, reservations are made. We have to wait about 15 minutes. We get set at our table. About two or three minutes after we get set at our table, a black girl comes to our table and she is our server. She comes. She's very sweet. She's educating us on everything that's going to be on the menu for the night and any new specials that they have going on or whatever as far as, you know, options to eat. So we order our drinks and we order our appetizers and we order our meal with her. Now, as our drinks and our appetizers come, he and I are sitting there having conversations, just talking. And so uh, I start to notice that as her tables are being set, they keep being set with black people. Another couple comes in, they're black, they go to her table. And I'm looking around to see at the other tables where the white servers are, who's sitting at their table. Guess who's sitting there, y'all? It ain't us. So I start to share with my boyfriend about my experiences waiting tables and what I'm noticing here. And so as the night goes on, and we are now at the point where we're ordering dessert, we've already had our entree. And I asked our server to come over when she's walking by for a second. And I said, hey, can I ask you a question? And she says, yeah, go ahead. I said, um, how long have you been waiting tables? And she tells me she's been at Ruth Chris for over a year. And I'm like, oh, okay, so you've been here for a while. And she was like, yeah, I said, that's funny. I've not had you at one of my tables before. I said, but you are a great server. And she says, well, thank you. And I said, can I ask you another question? And she says, yes. I said, do you normally get set with all of the black customers? And she laughed a little bit and she said, yeah. She said, I've been noticing. It's funny that you ask me that. I've been noticing that more and more I'm starting to be set with all of the black customers. And I said, interesting. And she says, why do you ask? I said, well, I'm going to explain, but can I ask you one more question? And she said, yeah. I said, I waited tables back when I was in college. I said, and this was in the mid nineties and we kind of chuckled cause she's young y'all and wasn't even born or even a thought in the mid nineties. But I tell her I'm a, I was a server back in the mid nineties and we got paid $2 and 15 cents an hour back then. So I'm wondering like, how much do you guys make now just as your base wage as a server at Ruth Chris? She says to me, without batting an eye, $2 and 15 cents. So from 1992-93, somewhere in there, because I really maybe 94, I can't remember honestly, but somewhere in the mid-90s, I was making $2.15 at a restaurant that was nowhere near the price point of a Ruth Chris. And in 2022, servers are still being paid. $2 and 15 cents an hour. And so as I'm sitting here listening to this girl tell me this, I, my mind is just going a mile a minute that nothing's changed and they're sitting here with the black tables. So then I had another question for her. I said, so um, when I waited tables, and this is my conversation with her, I said, when I waited tables back in the mid 90s, I said, White servers used to complain all the time about black people not knowing how to tip. I said, does that happen here? She said, oh, yeah, all the time. She said they go to management and they complain about it. She says, but to be honest with you, she said, black people stiff me just like they stiff the white servers. She said, but I have just decided that no matter what, 
I'm just going to give great service. If you tip me, you tip me. If you don't, you don't. She said, because there's been times where people have been extremely nice to me and they've walked out and not left me anything. She said, and there have been times where people were nightmare customers and they've left me the best tip. She says, so what I've just learned is just to come to the table, be my best self and try to give them the best service and experience that they can possibly have. And when she said that, I knew exactly what she meant. Because as a server, all those years ago, I had come to the same conclusion. When black people would sit down at my table, I'd give them great service. And I knew that I gave them great service. And they stiffed me and walked right out the door and tipped me nothing. This young lady at Ruth Chris shared with me that she's had black people come and sit at her table and eat $450 worth of food between two people and leave her $10. Let me just say that 15% of $450 is $68. If you could not afford to come in and eat $450 worth of food and leave a $68 tip, you can't afford to eat it with Chris. That's just the bottom line. So this is what happens. This is this is the point that I want for us to learn and I want for us to get from this and how it affects us as a culture and as a community across the board, all of us, even those of us who tip really well and over tip when we go to restaurants. When we go into a high value, high dollar restaurant and we go in there fly to death, hair fly, clothes fly, designer bag, designer shoes, designer boots, um, makeup flawless with our man looking sharp or our homegirls looking sharp when we come out because y'all know how we do when we stepping out it's an occasion and we're going to dress the part that is what we do culturally when we step out and go into restaurants and we go in there and we have large bills I don't care if it's a small bill and we don't tip the server what is standard gratuity we ruin it for all of us And let me explain how we ruin it, how those of you who are not tipping standard gratuity, how you ruin it for all of us. First of all, you're basically showing that you can't afford to be in the restaurant because you can't afford to eat and leave gratuity. So we look bad. Now, do I typically care about how we look in the eyes of white people all the time? No. But when there's a reason to care, I do care. When there's a reason that we don't have to look bad or we don't have to make ourselves look bad in an instance, then yeah, I'm not for looking bad. So when we go into a restaurant like a Ruth Chris and we don't leave standard 15% gratuity, we basically are saying we can't afford to eat there, A. And B, we're also now putting the other black servers who work in the restaurant, who work hard for their money, like everybody else in there, getting stuck with your table. And so now the income in our culture is going to be less than because you sat down at a table knowing you had no intentions on tipping the right standard of gratuity. And so now this person who just waited on you and gave you great service is going to only make $2.15 an hour or just a little more than that because you left $10 on a $450 bill. And the third thing that I want to point out is when you are a terrible tipper, and you're going into high dollar restaurants, dressed to the nines, having the best meals, ordering the biggest steaks on the menu, and you're not tipping correctly, 
you make it bad for the rest of us who do understand gratuity, who do plan on giving a great tip, who just came out for a wonderful night with their boyfriend or their homegirls or their parents or whoever it is that they're dining with. You just made them possibly have a bad experience because all of my non-tippers who are listening to this episode, all of my terrible tippers, you've now set a precedent with servers that carries over to those of us who leave great tips. And it's time for it to stop. It is a bad representation of our culture. It is bad for the servers who work in those restaurants, who are giving great service, who have to go back in the back and listen to other cultures complain about us. For those of you who are my friends, y'all know I am an over tipper. If you've given me great service, I'm going to tip you above 15%. Most of the time, if you have been a great server, I'm going to tip you anywhere from 20 to 25 percent of my bill just because I understand how hard you work to make sure that we have a great experience. Now, let me just say this, because I know there's some people who are listening that's just going to that in your mind, you're thinking already. Well, I can tell you right now, if I go to a restaurant and the service is terrible, I'm not leaving no tip. Well, There's really nothing I can do about a person who has that mentality. But I do want to say this. I hope for those of you who have that mentality and you actually have a job, I hope you're on on your job every day. I hope that you never have a bad day on your job. I hope that when you show up and go to work with whatever it is that you do, that you are just wreaking excellence from the moment that you walk in the door until the moment that you exit and that everybody is just happy and and thankful to see you on every day that you come to work. Now, we all know that that's not reality and that's not true. We all have bad days at work. I can remember moments when I was a server all those years ago when literally everything was going wrong at one time. I could not get it together. The food would be wrong. The drinks came wrong. Uh, The drinks weren't good. I had to send the drinks back. Uh, The appetizer came with the food. Who wants that situation? That still to this day rubs me the wrong way. But when all of those things happen, and sometimes the servers don't have anything to do with that, they still deserve to be tipped because you did sit your behind in that seat. It wasn't like you had to go back there and get your own steak. It wasn't like you had to go up to the bar and get your own drink. You were still waited on. So have a little compassion, exercise a little grace, and remember that Everybody can have a bad day and leave the standard 15%. It's very important that we understand as a culture how much this affects us and the service that we get when we dine out. Now, I'm sharing this episode because I'm going to give us culturally the benefit of the doubt that we don't know that standard gratuity is 15 percent. I think now they've even put it on the bill so that just in case you don't know, we can just let you know that this is how much you pay if you want to pay 15 percent. This is how much you pay if you want to pay 20 percent or 25 percent or 30 percent of your bill. Understand something. If we want great service as a culture, because there's so many things in society that are working right now to divide us. 
Like there's so much that's being so much effort that's being put into keeping racism stoked and alive and separating us culturally as people. And, you know, it's almost to the point sometimes you don't even want to go out to a restaurant because you don't even know the spirit of the person that's serving your food. Or can you even trust the spirit of the person that's serving your food? We're dealing with all of that as a people, as a country and all of the poor race relations that we see day in and day out. When we show up to places and we do less than what the expectation is, we are hurting ourselves culturally. We are hurting everyone who comes behind us. And more importantly, we're hurting the income and the finances of the black people who work in those establishments as servers. And we need to understand that. And let me just say this. Because I want to be clear, because I'm going to get some people that's going to email me and say, hey, you know, white people stiff people all the time, too. I want to say this. In the two summers that I waited tables as a server, I probably had maybe two white people that did not tip me standard gratuity. Two. I can't tell you how many black folks didn't tip me. I can't, I, I don't remember. I can't count them on, on two hands. So I asked the server at Ruth Chris, this same question. I said, so let me ask you, I said, is it just black folks? I said, or, or are white people stiffen as well? And she says, no, she said, white people will usually leave you something. She said, even if it's been a bad night, they may not tip you 15, but they'll at least tip you 10. They'll leave you something. She said, but us, she was like, sis, we will leave you absolutely nothing on a $500 bill. And I thought to myself, it is time. It's time for us to have this conversation and it's time for us to see the bigger picture and how it affects all of us culturally. When we go out to restaurants, we have to do better. We have to tip the server. If you cannot afford to eat in that restaurant and tip, then don't go. Or at least don't go to a fine dining restaurant when you're not going to be able to leave a tip after you eat what a fine dining meal would cost. Maybe go to a cheaper establishment so that you can still have a great meal and get all of the things that you want, but still be able to leave the 15% gratuity at the end of your meal. Now I know I'm getting all up in our business and I am calling us out as a people. I have never done an episode on this podcast where I am specifically calling us out as a people. But in this case, after my conversation with this young sister who is really literally just trying to pay her way through college at Savannah State and some of the frustration that she is experiencing at the hands of her own people because we refuse to understand gratuity and understand the importance of how we make ourselves look culturally, it was time for me to just call it out. I dealt with this exact same thing in the mid 90s. It is 2022 and culturally this server shared with me, we have not evolved. And this is not okay. In so many other areas of our lives, we have evolved as a people. 
our culture continues to evolve and dominate and set the pace and the standard for so many things in this country that other people follow. They want to dance like us. They want bodies like us and butts like us and lips like us and you name it. There's so many things that we are admired about in this culture, but yet we fall short in areas that there really is no reason for us to fall short. There really is no reason for us to make ourselves culturally look bad to the point that when other black people enter an environment, we are automatically given bad service because we don't understand and respect gratuity. I didn't come to this episode with a three things to leave at the end, but since I'm here, here are the three things that I'm going to leave for this episode. Number one, tip the 15% gratuity for the total of your bill when you're dining out anywhere. Number two, don't be afraid to leave 18% if the server did a great job. And number three, don't be afraid to just go ahead and leave 20 to 25% of your bill if the server answered all of your questions. They knew the menu. They knew the bar. They knew all of the drinks at the bar. They could give you insightful information on how to make the best possible choice in your dining experience. They didn't come back to your table and bother you a hundred times. Once you were served and you had everything that you needed, They allowed you to eat and just enjoy your meal with your guests. If they brought your bill on time and gave you excellent service, then leave a great tip. And remember that when you go out and you represent yourself, you're representing a whole culture of people as well. So that's it for this episode of These Three Things. I encourage us to do better because we can do better and because we are better. I'll see you next time on a new episode of These Three Things. Thanks for listening to this episode of These Three Things podcast. Here's how you can stay connected after the show. Follow at These Three Things podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube on Facebook at These Three Things P. And don't forget to visit our website at these3-things.com. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and if you like what you've been hearing, leave a review.